This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Good morning and hello, everyone. I hope the world is treating you well and you're having a great day. Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where we work hard to support your auto repair shop's financial success. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk shop, then feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. So let's get started and get into slow down to go faster. I've had this one written down for a long time. I've had 90% of it done, but I was waiting for a final piece to fall into place. I didn't know what that was, but I had the experience this last weekend that put the, put the final piece into place. And, and so here we go. Hopefully I can paint a great picture for, for all you shop owners out there. Kimberly and I are shooters. We both have our license to carry, but just due to circumstances, being busy in life, everything else like that, we have neglected our practicing. So, We've been looking at each other and being like, we need to go to the gun range. We need to go to the gun range. And through a great friend and a client of ours, he happens to know a firearms instructor in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. If if you're in that area and need somebody to take you to the range, this guy is awesome, first of all. And, you know, I'm not going to go into coaches need coaches, but anytime you need somebody to help you excel at something, find a professional find somebody that can do that and has done that and can take you through it. Anyway, if you're in that area and are looking for handgun training, rifle training, close quarters combat, you let me know. So Kimberly and I arranged for private lessons for the both of us. We went, uh, we ended up spending four hours. I don't know where the time went. Um, he's like, do you guys want to keep going or are you done? And I'm like, I'm hungry and looked at my watch and, and it was like one o'clock and we started at 9am. And, and again, so the, the topic of the show slow down to go faster. And the, the picture I'm trying to paint with this is we went to somebody that knew more about what we were doing than we did. And he broke everything down into smaller pieces, smaller segments. And he didn't know us from Adam I'd met him previously, but that's it. We'd never been on the range together. So he didn't know our capabilities, anything like that. And so he started at square one. He started with, this is a gun. This is how a gun works. And anything that Kimberly's ever learned about a firearm, I've taught her. And we always went to the shooting, obviously putting safety in there. But I didn't stop to show her how our trigger works on a on a Glock or a Walther or a CZ or anything like that. So he he broke it down. He stopped. He showed her how to index the trigger, how the trigger worked. We worked on grip. We worked on stance, having a solid foundation. We worked on aiming the weapon, side alignment. We did that for an hour before we actually ever really loaded a weapon. And then we went in, we loaded, and then we fired. But even our firing was like, okay, here's one round. It wasn't like, here's 80 rounds, just start blasting away. Everything had a purpose. Everything had a point. There was a process and a procedure to everything, mainly for safety, but also for greatness. You can you can get like a thousand rounds of ammo and just aim it at a target and pull the trigger, and you'll get some proficiency at that, but you won't be a truly, truly good shooter 
until you go through all of those, until you understand the fundamentals, and until you are able to prove proficient at all those individual steps. So having said all that, I'm going to move into the episode. One of the biggest things that I see as a detriment, especially now, it's, it seems to be creeping up more now, is we have all those people that need service. We're booking them two, three weeks out. People are getting impatient. And instead of doing a great job, we're just taking all of them in. We're saying yes. And then we are squeezing all these people through the pipe. Like, I want you to think about what I'm saying. If you have a four-inch sewer pipe and you try to try to squeeze eight inches of crap through it, what's going to happen? It can still only handle four inches. So just because you want to take care of all these people and you're speeding up the process and you're doing it doesn't mean you're going to do a better job. What I found to be 100% true is, is that if you take all those, if all, if you take all that product and try to squeeze it through the pipe, then processes and procedures start falling away. We don't do follow-ups. We don't do estimates. We, the DVI process goes. Also, I had a shop where we did a hundred cars a week. Like my shop that I, that the, the first shop that Kimberly and I bought, we were doing a hundred plus cars a week. And then back then we were doing like 1995 oil changes. But guess what? If you have too many oil changes scheduled in a day, um, courtesy checks get pencil whipped, DVIs don't get done. And then you go back and look at the average repair order. It's tanked and. And all you've done is a bunch of oil changes. You haven't, you've done a disservice to the customer. You haven't, you've done a disservice to the business because the business, the the model profitability is not to get those and pencil whip them and, and get them out. So I, I do want to talk about a couple of shops specifically. I'm not going to name them. I, I had one come to me and we got started and got going before the pandemic. And we were working on, the frenetic pace of the shop and how busy they were. And then COVID hit and the owner panicked and pulled the plug on everything, stopped advertising, stopped coaching, stopped whatever. So they've recently come back in the last six months and they're like, Chris, okay, we're ready to get going again. You know, unfortunately we lost all that time. If we'd have spent that time working on these processes and procedures, we would have been able to get past this now and, and we'd be further down the road, but we are where we are. That shop just said yes to everybody. They brought them in. They did the oil changes. They did the smogs. They did whatever and then got them out. So at the end of the week, they do 100 cars and do like $15,000 in sales, which is just insane to me. So I need, I need everybody to think about that. And then we're going to talk about some targets, like what your average repair order should be, things like that here in just a little bit. But also, the the big issue in that shop was the owner was frenetic and worked at a frenetic pace. They had to have their hand in everything. They were here. They were there. They were doing everything, trying to control everything. If you have a shop with 100 cars, you can't control everything. You've got to sit back and let your people work. But you, the, your job at that point is to make sure the policies, processes, and procedures are being done 100% and you're holding people accountable. And so in, in my mind, that person is more of a thermometer than a thermostat. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you can go back to episode 17 and listen to that and pick that back up. You want to be the thermostat. You want everybody to come to you emotionally or to your level emotionally 
and the pace of the shop. And so what we're working on with that shop is telling people no. Unfortunately, we're scheduling them out a little bit. We're spending more time doing a great job of the digital vehicle inspection. We're building the estimate. We're contacting the customer during the day, seeing if they would like to get it done while we're there. A lot of these shops too, they get the car in. Maybe they did a DVI. Maybe they did an inspection. They didn't share it with the customer. And then they try to go back a week later and build an estimate. Well, guess what? Those things get forgotten and never get done. Or you've lost the customer's attention at that point. And a week later, they're like, huh, why didn't you tell me why I had it in? I just left it with you and done it. Now you're inconveniencing your customers because you're you're doing a terrible job at what you're supposed to be doing. And that, that's flat out. Like if you're not doing these things, you're doing a disservice to your customers. So again, in order to slow down to go faster, we slowed down the car count. We pushed the process make sure that the DVIs are getting done by the technicians. And guess what? I don't care if your technician gets all twirled off about it. If your technician pulls out a car and hands you a DVI, hopefully everybody's doing DVIs now and not everybody's doing paper inspections. That's a whole different show. If a technician pulls a car out, hands you an incomplete DVI or courtesy check and inspection, guess what? Hand it back to him. Tell him to re-rack the damn thing and do his job. And I don't care how hard technicians are to find. If he doesn't like it, if she doesn't like it, if they don't like it, they can get another job because that's not not the standard I'm setting in my shop. And if you're letting that go, if you're letting that slip aside, if your service advisors are letting that slip aside, maybe it's time to find new service advisors. Stop accepting subpar work just because. Just because it's easier to deal with it instead of getting off your ass and running your business the way it should be ran. Sorry. Okay. So again, we're slowing down to go faster in that shop. We're doing a better job of inspections, doing the estimates while the car's in, and then selling the ticket. I've also got another shop. I think they were driven by fear. They they got another... I think in the beginning when they opened... They saw how people responded and replied in reviews to other shops like, oh, hey, they were price gouging me, whatever. And so this shop's always had a limiting behavior of the fear of a customer being upset because maybe we oversold them. So the other one that I'm thinking of, same thing, they have too many cars or they have a system in place that doesn't allow them to really do a great inspection and sell the work because they're always working at a high pace. But what I've heard from them recently is customer came in on a Friday. They did the work that was required that the customer asked for. They did an inspection. There were mileage-based maintenance things that they should have recommended that they that this customer was over on my, mileage on. And so this is on a Prius. And one of the things is that they replaced the battery at 120,000 miles. And this car had like 134,000 miles on it. But because they were afraid to recommend and sell it to a customer, they just didn't, they just flat out didn't do it. And again, you're, sl- you're lying slash deceiving your customer. If you as a professional know that something should be replaced at 120,000 miles and the car has 135, 140,000 miles on it and you didn't mention it, then you're at fault 100%. I don't care. You can't convince me otherwise of that. So customer picks up the car. They get up early Saturday morning, drive to the airport. Guess what? 
battery failure, side of the road, headed to the airport. So now, because we're lazy, because we feel bad, because we don't want to spend the customer's money, this customer's been inconvenienced beyond belief. And now they're freaking out on the side of the road. I just had it in yesterday. And guess what? We just had it yesterday. And now it's broken. They're calling us at 5 a.m. on a Saturday, which even if we were open on Saturday, they wouldn't get us anyway because it's 5 5 a.m. So now that customer has to, one, figure out how they're getting to the airport to make it to their plane on time. Two, has to arrange to have it towed to another shop because somebody else answered the phone that early or they could make arrangements. And now we're out of control of that vehicle. And who knows what this other shop's going to tell tell them about the work we've been doing and everything else. Because we all know as shop owners, we never throw anybody else under the bus, right? We're always, you know, sometimes as owners or shops, we need to just cut to the chase, not throw people under the bus and move on. With that shop, again, we're working on process and procedure. We're slowing down to go faster. We are making sure that we say yes to the people, but we're also scheduling out. We have a couple of slots open every day for emergencies and we overschedule just a little bit because we have people that don't show up for whatever reason. We're also making sure that we're recommending the mileage-based services, making sure that we're trying to sell these tickets while the customer has the car in, not bringing it back a second time, a third time. Our job is to convenience the customer, not inconvenience the customer. So just because we're lazy and we're not following processes and procedures and correct processes and procedures doesn't make it right. Okay. Long story short, we lost a long-term customer, had a bad review when it could have been thwarted, if you want to use the word. It could have been looked ahead of everything if we'd just done a better job at our job. Okay. So I want you to think, I want you to sit back and think about what processes and procedures you have and the ones that you're failing at because you're not following them through to the end or you're not holding people accountable. And I said I'd talk about it, so I want to talk talk about it real quick. Both of these shops, uh, the first one I was talking about, their average repair order was consistently in the in the 200s, even a little bit lower. So if you want to run 100 cars and do 20 grand a week, then, then that's how to do it. You just run them through and just, it's just the, it's just the burger, ma'am. There's no fries. There's no, no drinks. And some people are going like, well, Chris, you can't just sell everything. I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you to beg the people. I'm not telling you to force their hand at it. All I want you to do is present it. You're the interpreter for the car. The car doesn't speak the same language as the, the driver. It's your job to be in the middle and let the customer know our job is to inform and educate and advise. That's what our job is. If they buy it all, then great. If they don't, then great. But at least they know and they had the opportunity to make a decision for themselves. If you don't present it, if you don't advise, inform, and educate, then they never had a chance. And then guess what? In the end, they're mad at you. So target average repair order. If you're running a $250 average repair order, 350, 400. What you need to do is if you're a general repair shop, you need to take your labor rate and multiply that times six. Six six X your labor rate should be your average repair order goal. If you have a Euro shop or are heavy into diesels, it should be nine X your labor rate. Okay. So again, Chris, how do we get there? 
So you get there by having a plan, a process, and a procedure in place, and then you follow the plan and you hold your employees accountable. You have to have a DVI process. It has to be written down. It has to be presented to the employees. You can give them an outline, but give it to them for final approval. Then once they approve it, everybody signs off on it. Then it's like, okay, this is the DVI process that you guys wrote. You guys agreed on. Everybody's okay with it. And this is what we're going to enact. Now I'm going to hold you accountable to that or the manager's going to hold you accountable. Okay. Also, you have to have a RO order audit process and procedure. That's for your second in command to go through every week. If you have a lead service writer or a store manager, you have to look at every ticket. Did we get the information? Did we do a good courtesy check and inspection? Is the diagnostic on there? Is what did we miss? What's our opportunity? A lot of shops opportunities are just doing their job better and more efficiently. Okay. So the RO order audit process and part of that, the final step of the RO order audit process is holding the people accountable to their mistakes. Now I'm not telling you to to flog them, but you go in and you're like, Hey, I have X amount of criteria points on the RO audit. You did eight of them. Great. But you have two on these that I see you can, consistently missing. What can you do to make sure that you're 10 for 10 and that we're doing this? And then you have to tell them every time you don't do this, it's a misrepresentation or we're not taking care of our customer. Okay. Also, I want you to go back and listen to episode 10. What you allow is what will continue. It's easy. You know, the industry has been really, really good the last year compared to everybody else and everything. And there's a time coming where things aren't going to be easy and you're going to wait till then to fix all these things. If you fix it all now, then you're just going to roll into whatever happens next and be doing fine. So this was my mantra at the beginning of the year. I'm going to follow it out through the end of the year. I don't know. I'll continue it next year, but I want you to know that what you allow is what will continue. So if you have bad habits in your shop, if you're allowing the inmates to run the asylum, so to speak, is nobody's fault but you. You can't be mad at them because they don't know better because you didn't teach them any better. Okay? So please think about that. What you allow is what will continue. Hey, everybody. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to listen. If you haven't found us on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify and followed us for free, then why not? This is Chris Cotton from Autofix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me, Chris at autofixsos.com or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Have a great day, everybody.